that there is healing in the house. There's healing for all of us. Um, I know the thing about, you know, Dave received his healing because he went on to heaven and all that, but I still wanted him here. 53 years of marriage, and I don't think we still had enough time. <laughs> but, um, you know, I thank the Lord for the beautiful times that we've had. And um, you think you've got a rough week. I've got to go into a new year without my darling. So we love you. I say, Dave and I love you. And I can't help but tearing up because... I'm still missing him. <laughs> so, uh, uh, Rel and I keep, you know, uh, tandem off each other, you know, because she's missing her twin, and I'm missing my honeybee. But into 2024, God is going to do so many amazing things. And what are we going to do? What are we going to say about this? We're going to go on. We're going to go on as a church. We're go- I'm, I'm going on in life. Uh, I don't like the house like I used to. I worked so hard on the house, making it good for us. And now I've got it all by my little lonely. But, you know, God's there. He's going to help me. He's going to make me strong. So I'm, I'm hanging in there, okay? And thank you for hanging in there with me. And I still say he's the God that heals. He's the God that delivers. I know for a fact, I had a, a dream about Dave, um, the other night, and I've been asking the Lord to give me a really good dream about him in heaven, and it was not. And we were just hanging out on earth someplace. We were newly married. I remember how young we were in the picture. And uh, we were newly married, and so we were standing there talking, and then we were laughing and having conversation. All of a sudden, we go into a service, and I'm like, what is this? It was a Jewish service. It was in a like a tent. You know how the you know, they do that once a year, how they go into the little tent. And uh, so we had a good meeting, and we came out, and uh, I was standing there talking to some people, and Dave says, well, Ina, I'm going to go on and go. Okay, Dave, I'm coming. And then he drove off without me. <laughs> and then I turned to the people I was talking to. Well, this is not the first time. Dave would get into a kind of a, a thought process or a mode. he just drive off call him. You forgot me. Okay, I'm turning around. I'm going to come back and get you. <laughs> and then I woke up. <laughs> so what, what do we call that? We call it like bad tacos the night before or too much sugar. I don't know. But that wasn't the dream I wanted. But I know God is going to give me a lot of wonderful dreams. I know that Dave has spoken to the Father because Holy Spirit has showed me that that Dave has spoke to the Father God about us. I don't know how much people can see over the balcony of heaven. I keep looking in Scripture. Somebody enlighten me on a little bit more of that in a minute. But I want to uh, speak on doors and keys to the kingdom. Now, I was going to add something else about, you know, when I said I was missing Dave, but I'm going to save that for another sermon. It's something I heard from Bob Yandian about one day is a thousand years, and a thousand years is a day. It's very quick. We think like, um, you know, twenty-something years on Earth. Well, it calculated out, and then I'm gonna I'm gonna save the rest of it for another time. Like, uh, if um, if uh, I'm here for twenty more years, I'm like, oh goodness, oh no, <laughs> twenty more years on this Earth. But if I were, it would only be fifteen minutes before I would have seen Dave, or before he would have seen me in heaven. 
So one day is a thousand years, and a thousand years is a day. Why am I saying that? Because time is uh, moving on. It is moving so fast, and y'all see that too. We're like, what? No, it can be a holiday. No, what? It's this birthday. Grandchildren, all of us, uh, time has just absolutely accelerated, and it's going to continue to be so. I don't know when the Lord Jesus is coming back. We all say soon, and people have said soon, soon. It's now, it's now. Let's stay ready, and let's tell other people. Whatever the answer is, which we don't know because the Lord says, I'm not going to tell you when I come again, but you stay ready and um, rejoice in the fact that I'm coming back not only for my people, but I'm also coming back for all of those that you've led to the Lord. As we go through doors, they're everywhere and always with us. It's mentioned in the scripture about 400 times. Doors open everything. Now, I, uh, if you have any little statement to make, I'll acknowledge you. But I think doors, gates, uh, portals, uh, what else would be uh, considered? Openings, you know, uh, are doors because you're going to go through a door someplace in life. Um, number two says doors, that's your answer, are the entrance to many good things and many bad things come through the doors. Uh, I've had many good things come through the door. And then there's bad things that have come through the door, not just our house, but just in life, you know. And uh, as you're coming into the church door, as you're going into your car door, you don't know who you're going to meet, what's going to happen, but you walk through that door and you walk through it with confidence because you have a mission that you're on. The I, that's your answer, the I is a doorway that leads to the soul. I want to read Matthew six twenty two and 23. The lamp of the body is the eye. If therefore your eye is good, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. If therefore the light that is in you is darkness, how great is that darkness? Is there another scripture? Is that all of it? So, I know that we see things with our eye, and uh, good things, but there's a lot of bad things that we see with our eyes. A lot of darkness is on people. Have you ever seen people and their eyes are like glazed over from drugs, glazed over from alcohol? Maybe they're just glazed over from depression in life, but the eyes tell it all. It's the window but it's also called a door to our souls. The door of the eye refers to the soul. That's your next fill-in. The light or life of your body is in your soul and not the physical eye. This is what allows light and life from your spirit man to affect your body and the physical nature of your soul. So, you know, when we're down in life, our souls are aching. Our spirits are good because we received the Lord, and that's all sealed. But our souls are aching. We're wanting something. We want things to change. I want some things to change in my son, and they're going to. And I'm going to keep saying it till I'm just down to a whisper. I don't care how many times I say it. I'm going to keep saying it until it is now. God says the time is now for you to speak up and to declare that his eye is going to be upon the Lord. Other people you're thinking about right now uh, with the eye, uh, 
referring to the soul, the door of the eye. Number four, the condition of your soul determines where God's light, life and light gets through to the physical realm. So uh, the condition of our soul is kind of up and down, isn't it? You know, everyday occurrences, we're good. We're not, we're not feeling so good now. We're discouraged about our job. We're discouraged about kids. We're discouraged about life in general. You watch the news too much. Um, you hear too much political. We are the kingdom of God. That's our first focus. We have to live in this world. What are we going to do? We're going to keep living in this world until it spins like a top and goes on out. But we know the condition of our soul determines where God's life and light gets through to our physical realm. That's why it's good to come to church. It's good to fellowship. It's good to uh, have Bible studies together, to have times of just prayer and intercession prayer. And we're going to be talking about that in this new year. So in this new year, we've got uh, a new, like just in a few hours, we've got a new assignment to all of us to walk through the door of 24. Amen? Number five, the door of the ark. That's just one one of the doors. I've got another second page listed. We're going to talk about those in a minute. The door of the ark, this door was shut by God himself. It had to be shut by God to fulfill his prophetic word about the evil and the ending of one world and beginning another world. Say, shut the door. So. The door can be shut on a lot, a lot of people in here. You need to shut the door on things, don't you? And you need to stand in agreement and assignment with your kids. Like the Marilyn Hickey say, yuck, 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 three times. But they're your assignment. Don't give up on them. We need to pray that they're going to shut the door. And we are going to shut the door on a lot of things that um, maybe uh, we think that we're to go through. And then what happens? God changes a little course. Anybody ever had their compass changed by the Lord? (laughs) We have many times, you know, and he'll change things and rearrange things. And we have to say what? Lord, thy will be done. You know, I'm going to just trust you. You've closed this door. You've shut the door on this. And this is the door I was supposed to go through. That's what I've been saying so many times over the years before we got here. But then finally, the Lord opened the door. I told the people at the prophetic meeting uh, that we had that it was just amazing how, you know, you get a prophetic, prophetic word and you're so excited about it. Oh, praise the Lord. I've got, me, got a word from the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory be to Jesus. We've been in New Orleans for so long. And then uh, suddenly things begin to change. Uh, And I began to seek the Lord, and I told Dave about it long before he saw it. And uh, then he would say, I don't know. We're going to pray about that. I don't know. A few more years, a few more years. Suddenly, it was 25 years that we served in New Orleans. We served. We were very loyal, and things did not really uh, line up like we wanted to. We were under a difficult um, senior pastor, okay? Now, I love him. I've forgiven him. But it was, it was difficult days. But we loved the people. And so we said, we're going to put all that aside, and we're going to serve the Lord where we are. Well, a prophetic word came over Dave. When did that prophetic word come? Hmm. He was at Princeton, 
And I believe it was in 1960, the, the beginning of 1968, that he would go across the nations and he would speak and God would use him and he would use him to deliver people, use him in signs and wonders. And then he would come to a city and he would plant a church. And we finally did. And we lived in Cary, but it was in Raleigh, you know, Raleigh, Morrisville, Cary area. You know how long before that prophetic word? It was a little over 25 years before it came to pass. But God did it, and we kept holding on because we said, we know that you've got the open door for us to come here and to establish this church. Okay, I want to read um, Psalm 24-7. I think I skipped over that. Lift up your heads, lift up your heads, O you gates, and be lifted up, you everlasting doors, and the King of glory shall come in. So all of these doors that the scripture talks about, you've got to put your hand on the door and you've got to open it. Um, I can help you open some doors. You can help somebody else open doors, but we have to do that ourselves. Amen. All right, I want to read Matthew 6 6. But when but you, when you pray, go into your room, and when you have shut your door, pray to your Father who is in the secret place, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you openly. A lot of people get this misinterpreted, like, um, you know, you can't pray with different people, you can't pray out in public and so forth. No, he's talking about, I want communion with you. When I'm communing with you, I want you to, just me and you, and the Spirit of the living God over you, when you pray, I want you to shut the door that you fill in. Shut the door. Pray to your Father who is in the secret place. And your Father who sees in secret will reward you openly. We need to shut the door on a lot of situations that could or might hinder us in 2024. And I want you to say with me, open the door in 24. And if you come up with a better one than that, let me know. So we open the door to 24, and we're going to walk through it. Amen? All right, Hosea 2.15. I will give her vineyards from there, and the valley of Achor as a door of hope. She shall sing there as in the days of her youth, as in the day when she came up from the land of Egypt. Um, this is talking about a door of hope will open for you. Everybody say, open the door. And we want the door open to everything that God has for us. Uh, when when uh, Dave read this scripture to me uh, quite a while ago, um, we were going through some crazy mess. We weren't going through crazy mess with um, people in the world. It was people in the church. And Dave says, uh, God gave me this scripture. You know, in the valley of Achor, that means in the valley of weeping and suffering, I'm going to give you a door of hope. And I, I, I would say, well, why, why do we have to have that? I, God's been good to us, but we've been good to him. We've done everything he ever asked us to do. And still we're going through these religious issues in life. Remember how they say that on the radio? The issues of life can really grab us, but it's such a disappointment when it's the issues of life in a church body, and that's when we were in the upper part of Louisiana. But I begin to hold on to this word 
that he was going to give us a door of hope and it was going to be open to us. Um, I remember when we came up, we only knew two people. No, he knew two people. And I met those two people when I came. And that's who we started the church with. And we, then we had a little meeting uh, with some other, uh, uh, other prayer session. And out of that group came, ta-da, wave to me back there, Tim and Paula. They were in that first prayer time, and they've been with us. They're our honorary members. Thank you so much for hanging in there all these years. <laughs> but isn't that wonderful that we said, no matter what, we're going to open the door to North Carolina. Yeah, we had, we'd had many prophetic words over us that uh, uh, Raleigh, North Carolina, or Raleigh, Durham, North Carolina was the place that we were to come. But many trials, many situations. We had been here for about uh, two and a half years. And um, so uh, very down, uh, very discouraged. And uh, the people were good, but we just said, Lord, we've been on radio. We've done this. You know, our crowds would go up, they'd go down. So what are we going to do, Lord? Are we going to stay here? Are we going to go? So Dave and I were saying, maybe maybe we didn't really hear from the Lord. Like, you know how you get the doubts? about the open door that you walk through. So this open door to North Carolina, Lord, I mean, have we really done it? Yeah, we've done it all. We know that. All right, we were over at the mall, over at the Crabtree Mall, and sitting in the cafeteria. Dave says, um, the cafeteria area, and he says, I'm going to go walking, and you stay here. Yeah, I said, I just want to sit here and read and pray and ask the Lord, is it your will for us to stay? If not, you're going to give us a new assignment. Um, we just, uh, we just want to hear your voice. We need, we need something fresh off the altar of God. And as I sat there, I know many of you have heard this already, and uh, the Lord says finally, okay, I want you to look up. And then with my, I had a little attitude, okay, I'm looking up. <laughs> he said, I want you to look, and I want you to look straight ahead. Okay, I'm looking straight ahead, God. All right, I don't see anything. I want you to keep looking. There was a... Um, See the pole right there? And there was, a, there was a pole, and I'm like, I saw some writing on the wall way back there, and I'd be looking like that. Okay, God, I'm looking. He said, keep looking because there's a message there for you. It was a North Carolina gift shop, which I didn't see. I just saw gift shop, you know. And then on the next line, it said North Carolina. And he said, look at it again. And on one side of the pole, it said Carol. The other side of the pole, it said, Ina, Carol, Ina, Carol, Ina. He said, your name is in the state and you belong here. And that's, that settled it. That settled it. So now who am I? I'm Ina from Carolina. And I say it a lot when I'm out shopping because they call me Ida, Ima, Ina, Uza, um, I don't know what's so hard about it. But anyway, Ina. I'm Ina from Carolina. And it just became something that I'm like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with it. God came back, told Dave. He says, okay, okay, we can go on that. And then the Lord gave him another wonderful word as well. And so, of course, we have stayed all of these years, 26 wonderful years that we've had in the cities around here to serve the Lord. So number seven, a door of hope will open for you. And we're all going to say, open the door to 24. 
There's a door of hope that will replace all of your sorrows and all of your disappointments in life. All right. You will sing there in the places where the sorrow was because now there's hope. Uh, a lot of times you're like, I'm not going to sing. You know, when you're singing, why does the Lord want us to sing? Because you have two sides of the brain and one side you use for speaking. But when you're singing, you use both sides of the brain. So you're tuned and focused to him. Isn't that cool? That's another um, a good sermon there. So I wanted to speak about Revelation 3.20. Let's speak about this one on number 8. Go ahead, 3.20. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any... Did you hear that? Be, behold, I stand at the door and knock. And if anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him and dine with him and he with me. A lot of doors open out here, people. A lot of religions but you have to declare, which God are you under? Even in India, thousands and thousands of gods that they serve, Hindu or Hindi, doesn't matter. We know which God we're under because you have to collectively, collectively say the name of Jesus Christ. Jesus is who we're under. The Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, yes. But Father God and his name is Jesus. And you know as well as I do, you can really rile people up sometimes, many times, when you say the name of Jesus. It seems to be such an irritation to them. I remember my good friend uh, when I was at Loyola in New Orleans, <clears throat> Amy Gravois. And so she was a good Catholic. We call them good Catholics. And she'd say, oh, Ina, you want to pass this test? You're going to say six Hail Marys. And then you say this, and to our fathers, and then you're going to pass the test. I said, I'm going to pass the test, and I'm going to say it in the name of Jesus. No, 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 no. No, you've got to uh, speak to Mary, then you've got to pray with her, and then say these. I said, you know something, Amy? Mary was a good woman, but Jesus has the power. And she got some of that, and we became really close, wonderful friends for years. But, you know, Jesus has the power, not someone else. Amen? Number eight, behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears the voice of the Father, he himself will come and dine. Have we listened to the knocking at the door? Jesus speaks to us all the time. We must be attuned to hear his voice. You know, sometimes you've got to tune yourself up. As musicians... And I've got so many musicians around us. We have to be attuned so that we can play together. We got to tune the instruments. But sometimes you have to say, I must be attuned to hear his voice. That's the sharpening that we get when we read the word of God. That's the sharpening when we get when we share with each other, praying with each other and lifting each other up. Amen. All right, John 10, 1. <clears throat> Most assuredly, I say to you, he who does not enter the sheepfold by the door, but climbs up some other way, the same is a thief and a robber. That's a heavy scripture. That means, you know, you want to change scriptures in the, in the Bible? Oh, don't do it. Do you want to interpret them a different way? Don't do it. You read the word of God and accept it because number nine says there's only one way to heaven and that's through the door of salvation, through Jesus Christ. 
those who hear the voice of the shepherd will go through the door, who is Jesus, and be saved and live for eternity. And I could just hear the Lord when I was typing this out. I am the door. Remember that on the um, Charlton Heston? I am. I love the way they did that movie because it was a thunderous I am. That means never changing. Whatever is in the past, present, or future, I am is the Lord God. Amen? So shepherd is your feeling there. Exodus twelve twenty three. For the Lord will pass through, the, through uh, to strike the Egyptians, and when he sees the blood on the lintel and on the two doorposts, the Lord will pass over and not allow the destroyer to come into your houses to strike you. Now, you know, we've got the protection of the Lord. Because why? We have applied the blood of Jesus Christ on the doorway of our heart. We've applied it to the doorway of our friends, our relatives, our children, our grandchildren. Number 10 says, By and through the blood of Jesus, the evil one, Satan, will pass over the door of your house. The Lord will not allow the destroyer to come into your house to strike you. You know, a lot of times you feel like sometimes in life, the um, devil comes and feel like he slaps you on the face. Feel, feel like maybe slaps you up, as I said down south, slaps you up beside the head. And, and it stuns us for a moment. But let's get our perspective and know our God is an awesome God. And we are going through many doors. Now, I'm going to read some of these doors, but raise your hand if you have another door. I always like my collection of doors. There's the door of the shepherd, because there's only one way to Jesus. Passover door, Satan cannot strike you. The temple door communing with God the door of the tomb oh he resurrects everything in our lives isn't that wonderful just think on that and we say Selah think on that a moment wide and narrow doors don't try to come to the father another way we have to come to him in the right way and that's through Jesus Christ a glass door people looking in and seeing me serving God I want to be transparent before the word, before the world, and before God. And that's, that's always been my desire. What I am to you, I want to be to others. And I think that's what people love today. They love honesty. They love for, for you to be sincere in what you're saying. But they also love it when you're grounded. You know, in, in, in grounded, a good word. It's like you're grounded in the word. You're confident in who you are and whom you serve court doors battling issues in life we have been Dave and I've been through I mean dozens and dozens of court doors helping people praying with them uh, whether it's uh, other issues but especially issues with children and all the fighting that goes on between where the children are going to go and the separation and the heartbreak excuse me <clears throat> all battling the issues of life. But Jesus is there at those court doors. He is ready to help us. All we have to do is what? Immediately speak his name, and he's there with us. The departure door or the gate, a ticket in hand to depart. You know, we've got lots of departures that we're doing in the next year. 
I don't know what they are. You don't know what they are either. <clears throat> we may have plans, but we have the departure door ahead of us. And we're going to depart from some things, and we're going to go through, and we're going to have the airplane door fly away from troubles or fly away for enjoyment. You know, there's two two doors with that airplane because, you know, like, I want to get out of here. I'm going to move to some other place. If I move to some other place, I will not have to have all the issues that I have. And what happens? You move to another place. you got the same issues. They're waiting for you. Uh, I, I like the Joyce Meyer example on that. She, she'd say, the Lord would just talk to her like this. Joyce, Joyce, if you don't go through this now, something else is going to be waiting for you. You said you wanted this person to leave and leave you alone. But somebody else is going to be, she said, okay, God, I get it. I, I'll stay where I am. I'll go through um, this door that you want me to do, and I will not try to fly away from my troubles. But I'm going to fly away for enjoyment in the Lord Jesus. And I know we love to take good trips too, but I'm just talking about the spiritual avenue. The emergency door. Call on him in the time of trouble. We've always got emergencies in our lives. Hey, Lord. Come quickly, Holy Spirit. You call him, boom, he's there. He's with us already, but he loves for us to call upon him. The operating door, God operates and changes our hearts. I've seen this so many times when I'm praying with people, and the Lord gave this to me some years ago, and I would see them on, a, on the gurney, on the operating table, and I saw the double doors open, Let's just say somebody was just going through some major, major problems and hurts and injustice and so forth and uh, talking to them about don't get bitter, you know, forgive and move on. Uh, there's forgiveness for all of us, but you must forgive because you've got to act like Jesus is standing between you and that person and that he is going to be there for you. So if he did it, we can do it. We can forgive and let people go. Do you think that's maybe like the number one issue with all of us about unforgiveness? He did this. She did this. Injustice. Um, uh, you know, the boss gave the um, promotion to somebody else, said he was going to give it to me, and he gave it away. So um, we always have these injustices that occur. Well, anyway, I, I would see people, and they'd lay down on this operating table, the double doors would open, and they would go in with the Father, and there he would operate on their heart. I know that we all need to say, Lord, anything in my heart, I want you to take me into that operating room in heaven and take this out, cut it out, remove it. And when the Lord does it, you know, it's not painful, it's painless. So I thank you for that, Father, that we, um, you operate on our hearts like nobody else can, and you can bring... Um, a good results and mend our hearts. I've also seen at times when people come and I'm praying with them and I'm like, you've got puncture wounds in your heart. You've got stab wounds in your heart. Uh, I had a word over me, uh, this is years ago, when Peter and Heather Jackson, anybody remember them? Okay, so we had them way up um, on Miami Boulevard. That's where we were meeting. And I had, I had done the worship and I sat down, I'm like, oh, good. They're going to have prophetic words with people. They'd come from Toronto. And I was so excited. I kept looking around. And then Heather looks at me and she says, I've got a word for you, Ina. She said, there's been a javelin stuck in your chest for years. And today the Lord says, I'm pulling it out. 
And when she just did a prophetic act of like this, I just felt that thing release out of me. It was all the hurts and woundings that we had gone through in New Orleans, all the injustice that had been, you know, our, our, our portion, but because we had submitted ourselves to that ministry. And I'll tell you, I got a release that I still talk about it. I still talk about it today. So if you have puncture wounds in your heart, God's going to stitch them up today or in the next year. God's, you, may, you may have some hurts from way on back. Why don't we just say, I'm going to let it go. That's 2000, I mean, uh, 2023. And when I get into 24, it's going to be newness for me. I'm going to let it go. Amen? All right, the closet door, communing with God, a steel door. Sometimes we have hard feelings towards each other. The prison door, you can't break through. Many prison doors, and they're all in the spirit. We can have a prison uh, a lock on our, our heart, and we're, we're prisoners in our own right that we can't break through to God. But let us help you or you help others do that. Amen? The door of our heart, only Jesus, you hold the key to our heart. The door of joy. Seek joy instead of sorrow. And it's a choice. And I'm telling you, I, I make choices like that all the time. I know you do too. We've got to seek the joy. You've got to find the joy. Well, we've got the joy. Joy in the Lord. But you've got to follow the joy as well. Amen? To know that it's your choice whether you're going to be happy in life or you're going to be grumpy uh, you're going to be uh, like that. Remember that movie, The Grumpy Old Men? Uh, but we want to have the joy, and I'm going to seek it as never before in 24. Amen. A door of blessing. Do not curse, but bless. And I'll, I'll pause there because uh, Sue, where are you? Raise your hand. She put me in, uh, put this book in my hands, and I've been going on that. You need to get this book, The Power of Blessing Others. Or is it The Power of Blessing? by uh, Pastor Kirk Kirkwood, and we can write that down for you if you want. If you will begin to bless and not curse all of the really bad issues in life, God is going to bless you. You're just going to say, I I I've never had such blessing because I have gone through the door of blessing. Amen? The door of the ark. Dave had a um, prophetic word over him years and years ago that he was in charge of the ark. He said, you're Noah. And you've been working on this ark for a long time. That's when we were way on back when I was telling you the thing about building the church. But he said, this is an ark of safety that people are going to come to. And they're going to be secure from the storms of life. And we, uh, we took that word. I took it for myself, too, because Dave and I are one. And we had a door of an ark, a safety for people to come in. So you're going to be safe from the storms of life. You're going to be safe from religious religiosity and legalism, and we're going to serve the Lord together with joy. A door of closure, closing things in your past. A door of hope. Jesus does make the way of escape. And a door of decision. We all come through the door, and that's who? Say his name. Amen. Amen. All right, did anybody get other doors? Raise your hands quickly. Yes. Yeah, your price. Oh, okay, a storm door, and that could be, um, what's that storm door you lift it up and you go underneath when the tornadoes hit? Uh, huh? It's a cellar door. 
a storm door, safe from the storms of life. Amen. Who's got another one? Oh, all right. A door of justice because God executes justice and we have to give that justice over to him. Uh, I want to help him out, don't you? Uh, and the Lord would tell me, I don't need your help. <laughs> As a matter of fact, I don't want your help because you're going to make a mess of it. Give it to me and I will help you walk through this while you're walking through the door of injustice i'm going to make it into justice for you give that over to me okay anybody else a door yeah oh door of temptation we're tempted we're tried god is with us amen a shower door yeah that's good because we're going to wash ourselves in the word and we're going to be washed by the word I love all of these things in the Bible when it's talking about, you know, washing us, filling us in the wind of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Another one. The exit door. He makes a way of escape, doesn't he? For us to escape from situations. Sometimes we have to face them. Other times he'll say, I bless you. Go your way. A way of, a way of exit for you. And you've got my blessing. Yes, David. The door that you knock on. So a lot of times you're knocking on the door to seek answers, to ask of the Lord, to inquire of the Lord about what you should do in a situation. I love that one. Yes, another one. A car door. Well, car doors will never go away, will they? You're going to think about doors, and you're probably going to give me some more too. The car door takes us. It's the transportation and we have to have transportation to get where we're going to get. And it's the car door of the Spirit that's going to get us there. It's going to transport us by the Spirit of the living God. I'll say something about the bus door. Now, a lot of people may not get on the bus. New Orleans, you know, people rode the bus a lot. I know they do here. And bus system has changed a lot. I remember Brother George Evans, and you've probably heard this one before, a wonderful evangelist that came to our church. And so he told the people, but he had a prophetic over Dave and I. He said, life is like a bus. You know, you stop the bus and people get on. You're driving. Ding, ding. Bus stops. People get off. You go another mile or two and the little thing rings. People get on. And he said, what is your mission in life? Is to keep driving that bus to eternity. And that meant so much to us. And it should mean a lot to you. No matter what comes or goes, getting on the bus of life, as that door opens, you make that decision, and you're going to say, I'm going to have the joy regardless. I'm going to forgive regardless. I'm going to bless regardless. And I'm going to keep driving my own bus or car on to eternity. Amen? Amen. All right, any more before I go on? Yeah. An elevator door. You're going to go to higher heights, huh? All right, yes. A barn door. That's where all the animals are. Um, oh, there's scripture on that one too. And y'all know that scripture, you know, where the oxen is, there's quite a mess. But then God says, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go through that and clean it up. And uh, the barn door will serve you well. Yes. A space shuttle. Oh, I like that one. We're going to close that door and rock it on up to heaven. Uh, yeah, Ray, you got one? 
Okay, the virtual or spiritual door. Yeah, the knocking, the knocking. You're going to hear knocking on your heart store this week about some things, and I want you to come back and share it with me because I just added to my notes. Yes, Barbara? A safe door. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to hide away treasures, but we're the treasure, right? And other people are the treasure in life with a safe door. You know, you can put everything behind the safe, and thieves can still try to break through. But it's not going to happen when you're serving Jesus. You're not going to allow them to come through your safe door. Amen. Yes. A screen door. A screen door means you're seeing people on the outside, wondering what's going on. Yeah, the screen door. Oh, okay. And you have that screen in between you and other people. And it's, it's a little thin film of, of a screen. But it can also protect you, you know, from things that bite you. <laughs> All right, gates of heaven. Yes. Uh, um, huh? A trap door. Oh, Cameron, that's good. You know, we can have a trap set for us. Enemy has a trap set for us. Just remember as we go into 24, he hates you. He hates your family. He doesn't want you to succeed. He'll try to get you to listen to his voice and not the voice of the Father. But we are all grown-ups in this room. I know all of you are, and you don't play games in life. You're like, I'm not going to play that game. I'm not going there. I am so prophetic, black and white. I'm either live for God or go live for the devil because the lukewarm stuff is going to get you in a lot of terrible issues. So you make certain... You make certain you're serving the living God. Yes, anybody else? Yes. A door of freedom. I love that. We have a door of freedom awaiting for us as we forgive and release people. Amen. Yes. All right. Oh, the double anointing. Okay, double doors for that double anointing in Jesus. Uh, Yeah, Cortina. Dimensions and realms of doors. Oh, yes. And, huh? And the favor door. Yeah, yeah, yes, Diane. A secret door where we go in and commune with him. See, it goes on and on and on. All right, just two more people. I'm going to move on. Yeah. Hmm? Yeah. To, to reveal mysteries to you, a clear glass door so you can, you know, there's a scripture about that. We see in a glass darkly, but soon we shall see him face to face. I forgot one too, a mirror door. I want to be the reflection of Jesus. I don't want all kind of mess on me so that I can't focus on him, so that I can't uh, be real with other people. If I'm real to you, that's what I mean. I'm real to you. I'm not going to fake it till I make it. I'm going to say, Lord, I am the reflection of you shining out to the world. Amen? Amen. All right, I'm going to move on, and then you can still give me some other doors. I want you to go ahead and pass out the keychains, please. Ushers, down here, right over there. So you're going to get a keychain. And you're going to have a key to open the door in 24. Say, open the door in 24. Now, I put a key on mine. And um, I say as a prophetic act, you need to get an old key and put it on here. You can put your house keys on. It's up to you. We're going to be serving in the kingdom of God. We're going to be following Jesus into the next year. 
You, not somebody else, you. Am I the only one? Why should I be having all the fun, huh? I like to make rhymes. And it's, it's about my neighbor. On Wednesday night, I gave um, a wonderful testimony. I hugged my neighbor. I've, I've talked about it a lot um, in uh, service, you know, for prayer. And then I was, you know, grumbling and complaining, you know, several months ago. God, I don't know. Everywhere we move, there's somebody. There's just somebody, you know. Now, I'm perfect in all my ways, but other people are... <laughs> Other people are imperfect. So I was having this little fuss with the Lord. Lord, I don't know who in the world, I even told Dave, I don't know who in the world is ever going to stand up to her and lead her to the Lord Jesus. Boom. And he just said, you will. I will. Okay. So it's been in the making, and now it's happened. So I, I hugged my neighbor. She reached out to me. And um, the door is open again for friendship and fellowship. I did not say it's going to be easy. It's not easy peasy all the way, right? And what is that song we always sing about Jesus? I beg your pardon. I didn't promise you a rose garden. (laughs) But Jesus, you're the perfect rose. You're the rose of Sharon. That beautiful, precious rose was crushed And the fragrance of life came out of it. Hallelujah. Amen. Everybody got their keys? I want you to hold your keys up. And in a moment, we're going to come down to end the service. So right now, I want you to say, one, two, three. One, two, three. We have the key. You've got the key to unlock the door. Any door, any door that you want, any door that you need open, you're going to unlock the doors of hearts. You're going to, you know, hey, it might be unlocking the door of finance, uh, unlocking the door of healing, unlocking the door of the heart of your neighbor, my assignment, unlocking the door of our oldest son, unlocking that door, Lord, and we have the key. Now, listen to this. This is really cool. It's 12 today. It's 12, 31, 23. All right, write that down. You can look at it. Write down 12 slash 31 slash 23. 1, 2, 3, 1, 2, 3. We have the key. Only, I looked this up. Only one time will this ever occur again until 21, 23. That's 100 years from now. So I want you to remember that about the one, two, three, one, two, three. We have the key. And you've got it in really history in the making uh, with the time. So in um, 2123, the numbers on the date will occur again. One, two, three, one, two, three. So we're going to do a prophetic act right now. First of all, I want you to say, open the door to 24. I'm going to believe Jesus. I'm going to speak Jesus. I'm going to declare it to be so. All right, I want everybody as a prophetic act to stand and walk down here. You walk down because you're walking into your destiny as you open the door for 24. Hallelujah. Let's all get in a circle or, you know, up and down the aisles, however you want to do that. And I want us to begin. Come come way over here. Let's form a... 
kind of a semicircle, however we can do it. And I want you to be able to turn to your neighbor and bless them in every way. We're going to bless our neighbor to bless others, our friends. We're going to open this door in 24. I thank you, Father. I'm just going to, I'm going to do the prophetic act myself to just take four steps. One, two, three, four. For 2024. Hallelujah. Just hold up your keys, Lord. We lift these keys to you. We're going to open the door in 24. Whatever door is uh, uh, in front of us, we're going to go ahead and open it up. No fear zone. Because, you know, God's not a trickster. He's not going to trick us with anything. He's going to bless us. He's going to favor us with his goodness. I thank you, Father God, that we say by this prophetic act of this keychain that we have the open door to win all of Raleigh, Durham, Holly Springs, Lewisburg, Wendell, all the outerlying areas, Hillsboro, Wake Forest. I thank you, Father God. We extend this key to you and say we have the key in our hand. And we've got the goods. We do. We've got the goods to do it in Jesus' name. Now, grab someone, two or three, by you and begin to pray over them right now. Come on. I thank you. I pray over this key. I got to wipe my nose.